Can we can we start with your team news and in particular how's uh, Oli Turton after coming off in the first half on Saturday? Glad so I've got some really bad news with Oli. Unfortunately, he's got a very long term injury in regards to syndesmosis. It's an injury I had as a player myself at Norwich, and I was out for a period of three months. Um, he's at the specialist today, and it looks like he might need to get an operation as well just to tidy the ligaments up. Um, but always a really strong character and he's been so important for me so far and he's absolutely pushing himself to the limits and setting the standards every day. So he's going to be a massive loss for us at the club at the moment and it's really unfortunate news in that respect. Um, but we all support him. He's a great boy and he's got a lovely family there to support him. So uh, I'm sure he'll be back in uh, good shape in no time and I, I don't think he'll lose too much fitness as well because he's an incredible fit player he's an athlete you know yeah that's really bad news um in terms of you mentioned the support network around ollie obviously no player and you know you you can tell us from your own experience mark wants to go through something like that but but how has he been in the last couple of days i'm sure you've had conversations with him he was quite shocked actually because he could put weight on the the foot and when he went down during the game, we were also shocked because he's not a player to go down in their moments. He always is a guy who, even if he has an impact uh, injury, he gets up. He's what I call, he's a real terrier. He just throws himself into the, the duels and the tackles. And he's a great athlete as well. He, he could get up and down for 90 minutes plus. Um, and it's a real loss for us, you know. But it just opens up another opportunity for another player to come in. Um, and you know how football works, uh, it moves very fast. So that's why I kept uh, reiterating to you guys that there's a big focus on the lads that have not been starting at the moment. And I'm sure if you've spoke to them all in the press and stuff, if there's any of them have been interviewed, the training's been relentless with them because we need them to come in and be in a good shape. Yeah, I guess in a way it uh, presents another opportunity for someone else. Just quickly on that injury, Mark, what is the healing process behind it? I'm is not it a medical to, guy. like strength or when from your experience? Yeah, well, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a medical guy. All those years back with me at Norwich, I had to get an operation in Sheffield with uh, a doctor there who was great and really helped me. But I was, ab I was about three months Um and I got back a little bit quicker in regards to running and stuff, but I spoke to Ollie last night about it. When I come back, there was a new manager in place at Norwich called Glenn Roder, and he actually made me captain within two weeks. So football moves so fast. Um, I said to Ollie, my message was that when you come back towards the end of the season, the team's in a good shape. Um, you could be the guy that helps this team to stay in the league, and everybody remembers that back end of the season. Like we're starting to also at this moment forget about what happened earlier on in the season because everyone's seen a progression now and we're giving ourselves a very solid platform and base to play from. Um, and that's what could happen in regards to Ollie coming back. And just to, just to, on the other absentees, I'm thinking you, John Russells, uh, Tino Andrew and Jonathan Hogg, how are they all getting on? Because it's various timescales, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, John Russell's no injured. Uh, he, he's been on the bench really constantly. Um, so he's been working really hard and uh, as usual. And uh, Anjurin and these guys are just getting looked after with uh, the medical staff at the moment. Anjurin, Hogg um, and so on, Tyree Simpson and so on, the guys in that area, I've never had them for more than one day. It's not, uh, I've only had Hogg one day training. That's, that's the way it is. 
they're probably lads that would start for 50 per, fifty to plus more percent of teams in the championship. They'd be starters. We've got no questions about that. So that's, it, where we're, that's where we're at at the moment. I guess, in a way, this season, as bizarre as it'll be with the World Cup break, that's all. that can be a positive in that respect. Look, it's a positive and a negative because when you're starting to gather momentum now, and the guys are very clear on what they are in in and out of possession, and what's making us strong as a group, being solid, hard to beat, uh, getting building on clean sheets now, um, that's something that you want to keep can continue building momentum. However, the break will get give us a chance as a group to then galvanise more implement many more things in training and also get this injury list better. Reflections on Millwall, Mark. We know what you've been expecting from your side since you came into the club. Do you feel it was a performance that really epitomised what you've been wanting to see? It's done now. On to the next one. But you've got to take those positives into that game. With yeah, look, I've seen a lot of positives. This is what I said, like... Um, we lost at Rotherham and created so many chances we could have won two games and it pressed and it wasn't as bad as everybody thought. I analysed it without emotion and they didn't hurt us a lot in possession and we lost the goal on a set play. So that's what I said. Um, I, I always do this, guys, right? I'm not too high when I'm winning mm. and I'm not too low when I'm losing because I know this league and that's the nature of the league. The league is a league that could get after you in that respect. So it's just about focusing on what you could do in training, the performance levels of the players and keep building it, you know, uh, and you're going to have your blips along the way. We know you you said to Augie after the game on Saturday, you were giving the players the time off on, on Sunday. Do you ever allow yourself time to switch off, Mark? Um, I spent Saturday, I spent Saturday evening with my wife and my three boys in a room at the hotel in darkness because... We couldn't talk or watch a film because I've got a baby that was trying to sleep when he's caught. And if we all spoke and had a laugh, we would have woke him up. So that was my Saturday evening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we had good food beforehand, but the little man, Robin, he was so tired that by the time we got him to bed at eight o'clock, we were all tiptoeing around our family room at the hotel and shouting at each other quietly and whispering to not wake the baby up. So that was my Saturday night. I guess in a way you're you're focusing on not waking up the little man, but at the same time, if it's all quiet, your your mind probably wanders back to football. Yeah, of course, you know, you never stop. Even like I told you, when I'm in and out uh, work, I was going in with my dad and my brother that have got the scaffolding company and helping them. And you could be out there helping them during the day and your head's just thinking about formations and training sessions and players. And this is just how my head works. I've been like this since I was a little boy when I first got the ball at my feet, you know, um, the, the football's going through my blood. And the unfortunate thing is now I've got three little boys and they're obsessed with it. So there's no escape. Taken after their dad. Um, we spoke to Ben Jackson earlier today. He's been a consistent starter since you came to the football club. He's enjoying the challenge of playing championship football. How impressed have you been with Ben's application? Yeah, very impressed. Not only as a player, but as a person as well. He's a very good lad. He's got his feet on the ground and he's got a strong work work ethic. Um, and he's a credit to his family. He spoke about versatility and that's only a good thing when he's a young player and still learning for him. But for you as a coach, knowing you can trust him in other positions must be great. 
yeah, he impressed me from the minute go, you know, as soon as I arrived in the building. He's got a really dynamic uh, style and he epitomises everything you want at a club in regards to application, spirit, he's determined, he wants to learn. Um, he's got many positives to build on. You to this morning, we saw the news that he's included in Japan's squad for the World Cup. Have you had a chance to speak to Uta about that? Uh, not yet, but I had a laugh on yesterday because uh, he was trying to tell me that he meant to score. Uh, <laughs> we all know there's no chance because I've not seen that type of finish from him in the training so far. But um, I think he was laughing. He wears his gum shield in training, so I seen a big black gum shield when he opened his mouth. Um, he's trying to protect his beautiful teeth, but nah, he's a great guy and he's really improving and He's getting it now, you know. It takes time. Also, when you come over from a different country with a different style of play, it takes you time to adapt, you know, and he, he's working so hard. He's always disciplined and focused. He's probably going to be trying to convince you all season that, that he meant that goal, won't he? Yeah, definitely. You know, he's, he's, you would probably tell everyone you meant that one yourself. Um, but the thing that pleases me when we're getting back serious about it is that He's getting in the areas to cross, you know, higher up the pitch and um, we're working the ball well to come in areas like that so that we could hurt the opposition and that was the pleasing thing for me. Just going back to his inclusion in the squad though, it's it's great for him, but it's also great for you to have a player of of that capability and going off to experience what's going to be a, a, a great tournament. Yeah, absolutely. It's massive for the club. Also, when we look at Mikael Hellick, been included as well. That was great for us. To he was in the bigger squad with the Poland, and uh, this is going to be an exciting tournament, not only for the players but also for us as fans of football. And um, we all start slowly, and then you start to become fans of certain teams that uh, you've probably never even clapped your eyes on before. You know, we, we all know that. And there's always a couple of surprise players that come up and perform really well, and um, it's going to be great. You know, it's exciting. On to Wednesday, Sunderland, they seem to have adapted well to life back in the championship, 16th in the table at the moment, but one win in eight, it, it presents an opportunity for your side to put that back-to-back -back win together, doesn't it? Yeah, they're a very dangerous team. They've got many offensive players that could hurt us on their day. Um, they play exciting football and they've got a fantastic manager there in Tony Mowbray, who's a very well-respected man in the game. And he's someone that I respect as well because he was a captain of Glasgow Celtic when I was a young guy and he created the huddle and all these things. And he's a person that I very much look up to. However, we know when the fight, when the whistle goes at the weekend that it becomes competitive. Um, and as I said, we are going out to focus on ourselves as always. I, I was going to say, though, it, obviously when the whistle goes, you are opponents, aren't you, for that 90 minutes? But it, it must be a sense of pride for you, Mark, knowing that you are coming up against Tony, who you hold in such um, high regard. Yeah, of course. He's a man I admire a lot. I've watched these teams throughout the years. They play exciting and attacking football, and uh, he's had a really good longevity with his staff. And it's not only that, they're good people as well. Um when I was a young Celtic player, I lived in, like, they call it Diggs. So me and Sean Maloney lived in Barhead. And it was through Willie McStay, our coach. He had a contact there and the people become like our family. And I know that Tony Mowbray was uh, married to a lady from there and stuff as well. And um, I've never actually met him too much and been in his company, but I've only heard good things about him as a person. And he's 
someone from the outside that I really respect in the game. Hopefully you can have a nice chat with him after the game, Mark, whatever happens. Uh, best of luck for tomorrow. Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you very ever. much, Lou. Thanks, Louis. Cheers. We'll come to Steve in the room, please. Hi, Mark. Um, bad news on Ollie. Gives you uh, two positions to fill on your right flank, doesn't it, for yeah, tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the good thing, Steve, as well, is that it gives people the chance to come in with the volume of games as well that we've had. We've all, always made it clear that players who need to be ready in the background, ready to step in, and when they step in, it's their situation that they can go and hold the jersey, you know? It is a, a big opportunity, isn't it? Particularly for, for the, the right-back, whoever you bring in, to, to make an impression. Because um, Oli looked like the clear number one for that role. Yeah, absolutely. Oli was uh, doing excellent. Um, he really is a fantastic boy. And he worked so hard. He was at his limits all the time in the training. And he was setting an example to the younger ones, you know. And uh, I really enjoyed working with him so far. He's going to be a big loss to us. But he'll be about the group and he knows that football moves quickly, so I'm sure he'll find himself back on that pitch in no time. Do you have an idea already of how you're going to fill that, that gap? For, with, with yeah, absolutely. Right? We're always focusing on scenarios like that because we know the relentlessness of this league and uh, we'll definitely be prepared in that regard, Steve. OK. Um, and you've, you've, obviously it's a big run of games you're in now, sort of constant... Every other every other day almost. Um, you mentioned on Saturday you might need to keep the squad fresh. Is that something you're going to be keeping in mind, um, planning ahead, or is it just game by game who's fit, who's available? No, a lot of planning goes ahead. You know, especially with the staff, and they've been uh, tremendous so far because they're all coming up with ideas on how to get the best recovery and uh, make sure that the lads have got a freshness going into the games. But we all know, Steve, that. All the other teams are in the same situation as well. The only unfortunate thing is that I've inherited a huge injury list from really important players. Um, but we focus really much on the guys that are available at the moment and they're starting to perform in a high uh, level. Is there a chance Kane might be able to come back in, for instance? Yeah, they've all got a chance, Steve. You know, they've all been training well. Um, Kane's had some slight issues with knocks and that this week, but whenever he's been on the pitch, he showed a great attitude and... He's a young player with an exciting future. What sort of game are you expecting from Sunderland? They're a very creative team. They'll play good football. They'll play with a high intensity. Um, and they're a strong side, you know, we know that. Um, and it's a massive club, a big tradition. Um, but we always say that we focus on ourselves, you know. We've got a lot of good things going for us in regards to the atmosphere that was created there at the weekend. The fans were incredible. Um, they pushed our uh, lads to the very end. And our lads are giving them solid performances and uh, we just got to keep building on that, Steve. And like I said, not get too high when we're winning to keep our feet on the ground and also not to get too disappointed when we maybe don't get the rub of the green and lose again, you know, just to keep balanced and focused. It did feel like there was a bit of a lift in the atmosphere on Saturday. That must be pleasing to you as a head coach to see that sort of good feeling return a bit. Yeah, I think we all galvanised, especially after Dave Baldwin coming up with his message as well, that I think there was a lot of mixed messages of the club in, in terms of that regard. All we know is that we need to stay in the league. That's a transitional period for the club. Um, I don't want to keep harping on about it, but last season we lost so many top players. This season we've had so many uh, top players who are starters out injured long term. And we just need to focus and guide and help this young group. And the fans are really clever people and they understand that. 
and they showed a great togetherness with us at the weekend and they backed us from the first to the very last minute, which was a long game, 98 minutes, I think it went to. Um, so I'm just hoping that it's not as long as that uh, tomorrow evening and we come away again with the, with the three points, which we all hope to, to get. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, Steve. Good morning, sir. Morning. Um, Mark, I know um, he's not the same type of player as, uh, exactly the same type of player as Ollie, but obviously Matty Pearson's an experienced defender as well. Where is he at in terms of his recovery? Yeah, Matty's a uh, long-term injury um, and he's had uh, a problem with the, his foot, but I think he had got his uh, bolt out or his screw that he had in, which was a big thing and a lift for Matty. And Matty's a very important player in the squad. Um, so we just need to help Matty along now with his rehabilitation. And I'll be excited to work with him when he comes back into the plans. But it's not going to be in any time in the near future. So, I mean, will will that have a bearing on, on January with Ollie and Matty both missing? Not really, you know. Like, we've just inherited this uh, type of situation when I come in the door. Um, and it's unfortunate and we've just been trying to monitor it, but it's not really a day-to-day thing you can monitor because the lads are long-term, like Tyrese has had a really uh, unfortunate injury and was signed with the injury as well, Tyree Simpson, um, and he would add another option. And I think as you're all clever enough to understand that the bench is just really, really like uh, in a situation where we're actually dragging younger players up from the youth team and that. You've seen that with Charles and Loy, and things like that, because we don't have options in the forward areas, unfortunately. Um, but we're working ever so hard as a group, and we want to focus on uh, everybody that we've got fit at the moment and give them a good feeling going into the games. And they're showing that, that they're solid in every way, um, and they're becoming very competitive in this hard league. And so just to focus on one of those players, we spoke to Ben Jackson earlier. I mean, you've, you've talked a little bit to Louis about, about his qualities, but it, it, it seems like he was one of those players who just leapt out at you straight away, who hadn't really had an opportunity this season until you came in. But you obviously like what you saw of him in, in, in training. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I don't want to keep harping on about it, but you know the way I work now. I'm not listening to outside influences or focus on what they're doing in the training, how they're performing. And if they're performing well, they'll, they'll definitely get a chance. Um, and Ben's a, a young man who's took that chance and he's grabbed it with both hands and it's only going to get better for him. It's exciting for him and his family at the moment. And I know you're only going to pick the teams that are going to get you to 50 points as soon as possible, but um, is it important at this club that you, you do try to develop those those young players and have that pathway through from the B team to the first? Yeah, that's what we are as a club, you know. We are a club that develop young players and uh, that's how we run as a business. And we all know that, you know. That's why the club's invested so much in their academy and there's a lot of young players coming through. But we're very fortunate here at the club as well. We've got experienced players who are great with the young group and they harness them and they, they keep them on the right path and they help the staff along the way with doing that. Um, so it's quite a good dynamic we'll have. And 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 Ben was talking to us about um, watching João Cancelo and trying to learn from him and other players as well. That must be really good for you to hear as a coach because daft though it is to say, not all footballers enjoy watching football when they're not when they're not playing it. Yeah, listen, it's good that young players enjoy the game and think about the game. Um, he's probably the first one who wants to come up the day after the game with these clips and chat about his clips and discuss it with other staff and it's pleasing when you see a player who's always looking to develop. I learned this from a player I played with many years ago called Dion Dublin and he says even in Norwich he was 37 year old and he kept saying listen I'm still learning 
think still learning, you know. And it really stuck with me when he said that because he was an experienced player. And I thought, if he's still learning at 37, then it just shows that mentality that he's had to have so many years at the highest level. Um, and we're lucky that we've got young players who have got that mentality and mindset that they want to keep developing. And does that just show as well that obviously you've got these young players, you've got some more experienced players as well, how having that that mix in a squad just helps everyone to, to develop. You know, you, you might not even realise you're learning from Tom Lees for argument's sake, but you actually are. Yeah, listen, you know that you've got... You, you, you do realise because um, when you look at Etienne Kamara, he shadows Tom Lees everywhere he goes and we make sure he does that because Tom Lees is the ultimate professional. Um, he's one of the most professional players I've ever seen and that's uh, he's a credit to his family. Um, so when we've got someone like that with that level of intensity in the building, it's just brilliant for our young lads. And Hogg and Matty Pearson and that come into that bracket as well. They're leaders, of example, in everything they do. Um, and we've got to keep that up. But what I would say is that Boyley also comes into that bracket. Boyley's a great trainer and he's a guy that's a leader. And he, he he's very positive about the group. And he just gets down to business every single day in the training. And he plays with a real aggression and with intensity. And I've been impressed with his mentality so far. And I just wonder, Mark, as well, with... Some of the clubs you've played for, thinking particularly about Fulham and Norwich, you know, when it, when when those clubs are in championship at championship level, Sunderland another one. Is there a sort of different expectation, a different pressure that comes with those clubs, and is that something you can use as an opponent to sort of play on it with a, you know, with a a really good solid start and a clean sheet? Yeah. No, no, not really. You know, we don't focus on the others in that regard. We they've all got their own issues to deal with, like us all at different clubs, you know, we just focus on what we could affect and, uh, you know, it's massive for us that we build on uh, solid performances. So we're looking forward to tomorrow in that respect and we're going to try our best to be very aggressive and solid again. And just, just finally on Tony Mowbray, I mean, he was a, he was a really hard centre-back. He was a <coughs> tough, no-nonsense player and I think that's, that's reflected in his teams. But yeah, as you say, they all play good football as well. Is that the sort of balance that you aspire to as a, as a coach, to have teams like that? Uh, no, I've just got my own identity. You know, I've always believed in myself. I know what I'm doing. I've been out and did my apprenticeship in the hardest country in the world to play football alongside England. Um, so I'm very clear on what I want to do. But there is certain guys that I admire, of course. And Tony being a real Celtic leader was someone that, as a young player coming through there and starting to hear the secrets of what the club's about. He epitomised everything that great club was about. Um, so I have a lot of respect for him and he, he always builds his team to play fast attacking, free-flowing football, although he was a big, strong defender. Um, so I admire him in that respect, but there, it's not just Tony Mowbray. There's a lot of coaches that come into that bracket that I look to. Um, but as I've said before, I've been in with the best in the business. I've worked with guys that are no just guys that are in leagues like the Championship that actually win the Champions League or they win Bundesliga titles. And that's the people that I've been around. So um, I've been very privileged to be around that type of role models and learn from them in every way. And I've uh, tried to utilise that experience from them as much as possible. Thank you very much. Finally, Alfie, good morning. Morning, Mark. How are you doing? Morning, Alfie. How are you doing? You okay, Pat? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, just something that you sort of brushed over after the game on, on Saturday that I just wanted to go into a little bit more detail about, and, and that's the league table. You know, a win against Sunderland will put you 
just within three points behind them. And they're only, you know, they're up in 16th and, and from the outside, you know, looking pretty comfortable. Is that something that you and the squad are mindful of, sort of making that bottom third of the, third of the division as tight as possible? Alfie, you know what it's like. Yeah, managers come in and they tell you, oh, we never look at the table and all that. It's nonsense because every day the table comes on Sky Sports News when you're sitting having your uh, porridge and oats in the morning or you're sitting having your lunch with the, the staff and the squad. The table's there for everyone to see. What we pretty much have done is we've set ourselves internal targets and we're working hard towards that. Um, we've worked on getting clean sheets, which we've done, and that's a real testament to the group defensively because they're becoming very solid. Um, and we focused a, a lot on the players that are not playing at the moment so that because of the volume of games, Alfie, they're going to be needed. And when they come in, it's their chance to then grab the jersey. So there's not been too much talk of the table in that respect. But of course, we're no stupid. We, we see the table and we see how tight a league it is. Um, but... Uh, we're not getting distracted by it in any way, Alfie, you know. And uh, it's just a quick one from me, really, today. I just want to touch on Jack Rodoni as well. I know you mentioned him after the game on, on Saturday, but you know, from where I was watching, he looked absolutely fantastic in his performance. It was only really short of a, a goal or an assist. How do you think he's he's getting on and, and what are your thoughts on him at the moment? Jack's building really good. Um, he comes in every day. What, he, what I would talk about is that when I keep speaking about when you win or you lose and you keep a balance to your emotions and your attitude to training, every single day Jack Rodoni comes in the building, he's the same. No matter if you've won, no matter if you've lost, no matter if you gave him the biggest contract in the world or the worst contract, he seems like he's very much that guy that just loves football. Um, and he's a very balanced, young, intelligent man. The credit to his family for bringing him up like that. Uh, and... I'm so lucky and fortunate that I've got him in the building and me and my staff are going to help him to get to where he wants to go in the game and he wants to play the very highest level. You think he's definitely got that potential to go to the highest level then? Yeah, there's no doubt about it, you know, and he's shown that in recent performances and even when he's not been starting, he's so balanced, you know, he, he just looks at you as if to say, I'll be ready when I come on in the game and he knows that it's a step up for him in regards to where he was last season, but... He's starting to really grasp it and get the idea of how this league works and the different challenges you face week in, week out. Um, but he's a good good young player and uh, he's got a big future. Brilliant. Best of luck tomorrow, Mark. Thank Thanks, guys. We'll Thanks, see you after. Thanks, everyone.